0: Miller just might be too good. Miller is a superstar. He sticks the inside move. He's got the fade to the outside. He keeps room toward the boundary, turns all the way around for the back shoulder throw for an easy score. All right, all ready. The show goes on all night. Um. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun? Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. I'm really excited for this one, both an exciting prospect and a great person to have on. He's a guy that's really coming up in the industry as we speak. Brad Kelly, you can follow him on Twitter, at BradKelly17. He's a wide receiver and defensive ends coach, a high school coach. He's also a wide receiver scout for breaking football, and he covers the draft for cover one. Brad, how are we doing today?
1: I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm ready to talk some Anthony Miller. Before we jump right into Anthony Miller,
0: like he's currently 23 years old. I, I'm curious, how much does age matter to you? Because this is a debate that people get into every day on Twitter.
1: So when it comes to wide receivers... It- I, I take into account age, but I don't, I don't value it. I think as highly as some other people in draft Twitter do If a guy. So a guy like Anthony Miller is a fifth year senior and he's going to be two years older than some of the other prospects. I'm going to take that into account because it is a two years difference, but when it comes to a guy who, who I think can play and I think projects well at the next level, I'm not going to take age into account too much. I think the the shining example of that is Calvin Ridley. When it comes to Calvin Ridley, I think he's a first round pick, you know, he's 23 years old throughout his rookie season. You're not really projecting in past five years. You know, you have a four years and then the, the fifth-year team option uh, on the first-year contract. I'm not going to project what a guy looks like when he's 29 years old. You know what I mean? 29, 30 years old. I'm more of a guy. I'm going to see him throughout his rookie contract Why I'm projecting what he's going to look like that then, and then I'm, we'll go from there. I
0: think that's fair. The way I treat age in general is if you're an older prospect, you need to be developed. You can't be a project at that point. I'm much more likely to take a project that's 20, 21 years old than a 23 year old guy. And Anthony Miller is a guy that has a lot of nuance to his game. Like he's a developed receiver. So it it makes me much more comfortable with his age to the point where I'm worried less about it because I kind of feel like I know the player I'm getting. So let's jump right into it. Anthony Miller, I know you're a fan. What gets you excited about his tape?
1: Well, so when I when I scout prospects, the number one number one thing I look for is are they a complete player? So as I, as I coach receivers, I project that onto my receivers. I want them to be able to do everything that uh, comes with playing the game. So I want them to be able to you know catch block run routes uh play special teams like i, I want guys who are complete players and i think anthony miller is that guy and he's a high effort player which, which is something that i love as well so what gets me excited is he's, he's a complete all-around prospect you know he's, he's a little undersized but that's okay because he plays all around the formation he has experience playing all around the formation you know so i think that he's a complete player and and that's going to project well at the next level even if a team kind of tapers down his roles you know gives him his niche says you know you're going to thrive in these two roles i think he'll thrive in those roles
0: that's fair, and Thrive is exactly what he did. If you're looking for a productive receiver, I mean, the last two years, in 2016, he had 95 catches for 1,434 yards and 14 touchdowns. In this past year, he had 96 catches for 1,462 yards and 18 touchdowns. So he, he was certainly well-rounded in college. I, I think part of that is the system, his, his numbers, but certainly a very talented player. I think that he's very dangerous with the ball in his hands. That's one thing I really like about him. I think he's got a lot of run-after-catch ability, both between making people miss and running through contact with good balance. He's got a strong, stiff arm. I think at times he can cut back into traffic more than I would like him to. I I don't think he has bad vision by any means, but I think sometimes he gets himself in trouble there. And then... I love his feet. I mean, his feet are going to translate to his ability to run routes, but he wins at the line of scrimmage incredibly well, both on the outside and then if you kick him in the slot, he's not going to really have to beat press, but he showed a comfort in doing that, and that's something I really liked about his game.
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely love him with the ball in his hands, and you, you kind of mentioned it. His his contact balance is incredible. It's almost, like, it's almost like a Kareem Hunt-like contact balance, and there are some clips I was actually just watching this game against SMU this past season they run him on a fly sweep. He's, he's wrapped up around his shoulders by defensive end, like six yards, four four to six yards in the backfield. He's able to get through it because he has such a low center of gravity. And like you said, his feet, they're really firing through contact and that keeps him upright a pretty good amount. He's not the most elusive player. I, I would kind of like my guys, he's only 5'11". I would, I would like the, the smaller guys to be a little bit more elusive. But I love the balance and I love the feet. So I think he is good with the ball in his hands. I think that's a, a role that I really like him, you know, at the next level. You know, get him the ball in space and, and see what he can do. Yeah,
0: we don't have his testing numbers. He has a, he had a broken foot, right, or a foot injury. So we only got the fact that he repped 22 times on the bench, which, quite frankly, I don't care that much about for a wide receiver. But so we, we didn't get all the testing times at the tournament what he is an athlete i thought he had good speed not it's not excellent i thought he had good feet he's not necessarily the most elusive guy i think that's fair but his contact balance will make up for a lot of that those issues i also think he's a really smart player like i thought he settled in zones very well and, you know the, the game that i keep coming back to is when he played ucf and went heads up versus mike hughes who's a, supposed to be a first round corner he beat him at the line of scrimmage he caught the ball over him he had good uh, strength in his hands through contact um i think there's a lot of things to like about him do you think that he's a slot receiver an outside receiver or Or where where would you kind of start him off?
1: I think he's primarily more of a slot receiver, but I, I do think he's a guy who's going to get moved around to the outside. Um, you know, he's not, I don't think he's limited just because he's 5'11", I don't think he's limited. Like you said, I think he's showing the propensity to get off the press and even against a guy like Mike Hughes. Uh, and like his, his feet and his lateral agility are good enough and he has good hand usage at the line and he has good hand usage throughout his throughout his stems that I think that even if he's pressed, I think he'll be okay uh, because of that lateral agility and hand usage. So I don't think he's just a slot receiver, but I think that he'll play primarily there because... He is a little bit smaller,
0: yeah. I think I think when you're he's probably going to be a fourth or fifth round guy, and a team's going to look at his size and profile in the slot, and that's certainly where he's going to start off. He may be able to move to the outside, but I think again, he'll start off in the slot. Do you have any major concerns with his game?
1: Well, definitely touched on it with the medical when it comes to just this film grade. I actually think he had the best film in the class of all the receivers. Now, you have to take into account the advanced age, and you have to take into account his, his broken foot when, when projecting him as a prospect and that, that is a scary, a scary thing, especially for an older guy to have that, to have the injury and it's obviously kind of nagging him that he couldn't participate at the combine. So I think that's the the main concern. Otherwise, I think you touch on his athleticism. I think he's a good athlete. I mean, you look back at his his track numbers. He is his high school his high school's uh, records in the 110 meter hurdles, 300 meter hurdles, and I think the long jump. So he's a good athlete. And when you're 5'11" and you're a hurdler, you have to have flexible hips. And I think that's something that he really does have. He's he's good. at dropping his hips. So I think all around his athleticism, he has good enough speed. You know, not not crazy breakaway speed, but good speed and the flexibility. Uh, in his routes and with the ball, that he will be a an a above-average athlete at the next level.
0: I think that's fair uh, a fair way to judge his athleticism. I, the one issue that I thought I had on tape was he had some concentration drops, and every receiver is going to do that. But I also thought he let the ball on his body sometimes too much, and it led to some issues. He he did a really good job adjusting to the football with his body, and then sometimes uh, the fourth and seventh play against – UCF where the next play is an interception. They throw to him. It's a terrible throw. He's leaping, adjusts to it, and then it kind of hits him in the shoulder and kind of almost squirts out. I think he's got a lot of catches where they're almost drops too. But then you also see him extend for the football. He's got really good body control by the sideline. He can catch the ball through contact. So it's one of those things that I think is a knock. It's not necessarily a strength, but I'm not going to make it a weakness.
1: Right. I He does have a, d- a decent drop rate. And, and like you said, a lot of times the ball is coming into his body. But as you touched on, his body control, and his ball skills in contested catch situations is very good. It's almost like a desirable trait. If I could see that a bigger receiver is like, their ceiling would be very high. Um, and I think he's really good at that. And you you, you ta- talked about against Mike Hughes, he did that on Mike Hughes. He rose over him. He hit, he extended away from from his chest plate. Thumbs together, like saw the ball through the diamond, and he tucked it in away from the defensive back, which is huge uh, as far as not letting the defensive back play through your hands and play in the pocket. So I think he is really good in those contested catch situations, especially when he's matched up on a corner who's, you know, a similar size to him. Uh, but he does have a few drops. I think that that, that is a, a semi knock on him. Um, and I don't like how how he's not always extending away uh, to catch the ball. He is letting it come to his body. And even when he's catching with his hands, it's closer to his chest plate than I would like. But I think overall, I don't think that's a, a weakness because he does have that good body control and those good ball skills when it's in like those fade ball situations.
0: No, I think that's fair. It's one of those, again, I didn't want to call it a weakness, but I think it's worth pointing out that it's not necessarily a strength. The other thing, and this is nitpicking because I don't really care that much about it. It's more of a bonus for me. He's not a great blocker. But in the same breath, he's an amazing effort blocker. Like, yeah. he's he's not going to blow people up because of his size. But there's one play against UCF where it's like a screen pass, and it goes like 80 yards. And it works because he's running down the field. I think the screen was to the left. He was lined up on the right. And he he's down the field leading the way for the running back at the end of the play because he never gave up on the play and allowed it to break.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely love his effort. That was the number one thing that I, the first thing that I, that I could see on film, the first thing that I wrote down was his effort is very high and it kept up throughout all the films I've watched. I've watched nine games of him by now. Um, he's just, a, his effort is so high and I, I get, sometimes I catch flack on Twitter for, for harping on guys, lack of effort too much, but I think I always end up going back and comparing them to Anthony Miller. Now that I watch him in this class and just saying like, this is effort. Anthony Miller's effort, like it's not, and and that's an issue. Like I want it to be that high all the times, and like I said, as a coach, if a kid, if a high school kid isn't isn't showing that type that type of high effort, I take him off the field immediately. And like that's something that I I would never have an issue with Anthony Miller. And like you said, he's not his form isn't great as a stock blocker, but as far as him, you know, selling out for his teammates, committing to his teammates, you know, not giving up on any plays. He's like hundred percent bought in.
0: Yeah, it reminds me some of Zay Jones last year, and he was he was a very similar player where you saw the effort. And again, like you, that's, that's one of those guys that you can just tell he loves football and loves being out there, and he's gonna de- be dedicated to his craft. And anytime a player goes all out all the time, that that's that's a bonus. When you watch his game, does he remind you of anybody?
1: So my my floor comparison is Jameson Crowder from the Redskins. Crowd actually a little bit smaller, but he was his team's main target this year. He's a guy who can move around a little bit, uh, good with the ball in his hands, has some good balance, but he does suffer from some concentration drops, like we touched on. But then my ceiling comparison is Antonio Brown. I think that might be a little rich, but as far as the play style goes, they're they're very similar games. And Anthony Brown's not an elite athlete. I think I think Miller will test decent if he does if he's able to participate in Memphis's pro day. But I don't think he would test like through the roof. So kind of be similar to Antonio Brown in that sense. And the way they play, the way they're able to drop their hips, they they win with their head deception. They have good lateral agility, um, you know, the good ball skills when when they're covered that I think that he kind of projects at that level. Not saying he's going to be Antonio Brown, but as far as play style goes, maybe it eventually could be like the kind of the poor man's A B.
0: That's fair. I mean, and, and you're also talking about a guy with electric feet and a, a smaller player that can win in contested catch situations. And, you know, when you watch Anthony Miller, you certainly feel like he's almost a college version of Antonio Brown. And the tough thing is when you say this out loud, people are like, oh, so you're saying he's Antonio Brown. It's like, I, I remind people on the podcast every time, please calm down. We're not saying that at all. We're just saying that he's 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 you know he's a small receiver with quick feet that can make contested catch situations. So he's got different traits that share, that are similar to Antonio Brown's. My comparison, and I'm actually really proud of this one, is Sterling Shepard. Shepard came out, he was an older prospect. He fell a little bit for it. He was known as a good route runner, a guy that played outside and inside, predominantly moves to the slot wins in a lot of red zone situations really good feet and so to me if you're thinking about what kind of impact Anthony Miller could have on the NFL I think a Sterling Shepard type role makes a lot of sense for him
1: yeah and Shepard's had a productive last two years and and honestly he was the Giants number one target this past season uh you know kind of because of uh Odell getting injured and that's kind of can be a role that Anthony Miller might be able to thrive in If he's your number two option but can really step in as that number one when you need him to, I think I think at the next level he could be that guy.
0: Yeah, a big thing with Anthony Miller in terms of his value in general is how much you value the slot receiver because the more teams play 11 personnel and the more you watch football, the more you realize it's a very important position. His numbers are a little inflated in general, in my opinion, due to the fact that they threw so many bubble screens to him. And that's not something that they're going to do a ton of in the NFL. But it also got to show you his run after catchability and contact balance. So just wanted to point that out. Is there a place you would like to see him go where you, where he could really thrive?
1: Well, I am a Patriots fan. So naturally, as soon as you say slot receiver, my ears are going to perk up. But as far as his, uh, a team that kind of needs a, a separator, the receiver position, I think Miller is a good separator, is the Dallas Cowboys. I think that their, their scheme, they never really attempt to scheme players open and they don't have guys who can separate in one-on-one situations not not very well at least maybe other than Beasley uh and I think that Miller can kind of be you know Beasley on steroids in the in the sense that he can separate even better he's a little bit bigger a little bit stronger better overall player and can be that guy that they finally need you know a guy who can win those one-on-one situations even in the slot especially in the slot and like get open for Prescott
0: see I didn't know you're a Patriots fan and if I knew that I don't think I would have (laughs) had you on the podcast Uh, it's funny because I see your profile picture right and to me, I always think of the Lions just because of the color. So for some reason, in my head, you're a Lions fan. But listen, Patriots and slot receiver, that's going to go hand in hand. <laughs> so one team that he won't end up on, but I would love to see him go to, is the Houston Texans because I love Deshaun Watson. And the Braxton Miller experiment didn't really hasn't really worked out to this point. And if you had Hopkins, Fuller, and Miller the way they complement each other and what they could do with that team would be really fun again we talk about his run after a catch ability if you put him in cleveland next to Corey coleman and josh gordon had him work some of the underneath stuff as well as down the seam like teams would not be able to stop that he could be a really good replacement for jarvis landry if they're trying to do more of that stuff i mean you're, you're kind of looking for a team that's that has an opportunity in the slot where they could use some more explosive playmakers i mean slot receivers in general i feel like the one of the easier plug-and-play guys in the NFL. You, you start to question their ceiling, their upside as a number one receiver. The, you, you can correct me if, if you disagree, but I think a lot of times slot receivers can fit on most teams in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and, and definitely I, I, I definitely agree with that. And on top of that, like like you said, he's been so productive the last couple of years that it's, it's a pretty easy projection as far as he is going to produce in the NFL. And he, I think he's going to be able to do it right away because he's a little bit of an older prospect. So he's a guy who's like, he's a plug-and-play guy day one, you know, I want him on the field on of my offense.
0: Brad, I just want to thank you for joining us, man. This this is a, a blast for me. I again, finding out you're a Patriots fan is just, it hurts. You've had way too much football <laughs> happiness in your life compared to me. But uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you?
1: Yeah, so I'm at Brad Kelly 17 That's kelly 17 on Twitter. I write for breaking Football at Breaking underscore FB and for cover one, which is at cover underscore one, underscore and cover one.net. I'm currently working on a wide receiver only draft guide. Um, it's gonna look at the wide receiver prospects uh, in this year's draft. I'm gonna have how I scout my grading scale, um, what I look for, examples of what I look for, and notes from prospects uh, games uh, that I've watched. So it's gonna be pretty extensive, as, as extensive as I can make it. Uh, it'll be a $10, a $10 cost and it'll be I think it'll be a PDF file and I'll be selling that probably a week or two before the draft. So that's really my big product I'm working on right now.
0: I've seen all the work you do on... Receivers, both your articles and the Twitter stuff, and I can tell you that you have $10 on its way from me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to encourage everyone that's listening to this to purchase that again again. Brad is an up-and-coming superstar, really knows wide receivers, both from coaching them and all the work he does on them. Guys, you can follow him on Twitter at bradkelly 17 You can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Crist. You're listening to the Draft Daily Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, guys, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you. Give me that late 80s, early 90s, old school. Feeling like my second album so cool. Shyrack summer looking so cruel. Looked shorty in the eye, told me it was no
1: rules. Went to speak, but was like never mind. Let my mind just sneak back to a better time.